Oh, boy. Bring a toy. Sexy oh, toy. Man. It's going good. Toy. Let's go. Let's go. Ready to go, Dan. Ready to go. <laughs> Let's get the this... toy. Get your toy. Toy. I know you want to play. But you have to bring a toy. Yeah, go get it. This episode of Says Who is brought to you by Dexie's Toy and also you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That Patreon is where new episodes of quarantine specials go up every Sunday for our $5 and up Patreon backers. Yes. We are in unprecedented times, as every commercial on your television will tell you all the time. That's your and that means that there are two says who's a week, one for our Patreon supporters and one for all of us here together on a calm Wednesday where nothing ever goes wrong. Patreon.com slash says who. That's not even a toy. That's her. She brought over her bed. She dragged her bed over and then Maybe dropped she's sleepy. it down. Clearly, she's sleepy. She should be sleepy, Dan. The whole point of me taking her for her long walk before this is for her to go to sleep. Didn't work out so good. It, you know what? When we bring her back in from the walk, she frequently has about 15 minutes of this, and then she collapses. Uh-oh. Perfect. Okay, I don't know if you can hear the toy approaching. A little squeaking. This will be good for the audio. It's perfect. Tell them, hey, Maureen, tell them about books. Yeah, uh, books. Um, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Maureen writes books. They're real good. Uh, The latest latest trilogy is called the Truly Devious Trilogy that you can get at finer independent bookstores everywhere or less fine other stores. And what a great opportunity to dip your feet full-fledged into a trilogy pool than right now when you're not doing anything every night. Books. I'm Maureen Johnson. I'm just going to move over, Dan, with my computer. If I think if I sit on this sofa, things will go better. Sure. Things will definitely go better. And this, again, is Dan. I want to tell you about Says Who merch. You can go to merch, that is M-E-R-C-H dot Says Who Podcast dot com, and you can get all of the good time Says Who Podcast things. You can get mugs, a couple different mugs. You can get fanny packs. You can get... A bunch of different shirts. You can even get these aren't bright guys and things got out of hand. Face covers because that's the world we live in now. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Can you hear me moving? You know, it's all fine. I'm moving over, Dan. This is this is just smooth sailing. That's what people tune in for, Maureen. They tune in for the smooth, professional audio qualities of Says Who Podcast. Dan. Hmm. It's fine. It's great, as a matter of fact. We should yes. start the podcast, I guess. Oh, that's, that's a microphone. Yeah. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. 
Don't eat. Oh no. Don't bite it. Don't bite it. Don't bite it. Don't bite it. Nope, don't bite it. You're using the microphone that looks like a ball today. Oh, yes, I am. As a matter yes, of fact. Yes, you are. I just oh. realized as I heard such good sniffs, you're using a microphone that's circular nope, like a ball. <laughs> no, 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 don't bite it. Don't bite it. No. Mummies. Could you hear that? <laughs> Ah, uh, let's do this show. Let's do the show. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a dog toy. My name's Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. Maureen Johnson... I have to say, I have been indoors for 53, 54 days, something like that. And uh, today is the first day that I feel just straight up lousy. Like, not uh, not COVID symptoms, thankfully, but I, I feel like I could puke at any moment. Oh, no. I'm sorry. And I'm, truly puzzled as to where I could have possibly picked this up since I don't do anything. I wash my hands like a surgeon and everyone else in my family ate the same food I did in the last 24 hours. So that's a bit of a mystery. It's not a thing you picked up. Maybe it's your body's just like, what if I just did this? Yeah. Apparently, apparently body was was like, you know what? Health was health was a good run. Let's try not health. Sorry. Sorry. It's just it's just kind of don't feel so good, Maureen. And it doesn't feel good to not feel good at this moment in time because there's always that thing in the back of your head of like, well, what if this is new? What if this is a new symptom? What if generally feeling kind of queasy and pukey like I have a million times before is actually something worse? No, you you could take encouragement from the fact that I, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. I yeah I also you should am, be happy you should be real in fact you should be happy nothing better than that feeling of f- potential nausea at any that, moment it's the worst feeling really is not good it's not good I woke up feeling like this and of Oof. course today is like this one of those days where every single every single thing in the day has to fit together like a puzzle and uh so my stomach was like, why not be a little scribbler blurp? And that's what it is. That's what it is. How are you, though, Maureen? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I I think that I had a moment this weekend. I seem to remember it happening on Saturday. And it wasn't anything in particular that I was just like, well, this has gone on for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just like, hi, we're still doing this. Okay. Like there's a lot of that. Um, Yeah. And I think that it's again, trying to parse how it is. I seem to be doing something without pause. And yet it seems unclear. Like, and yet every day we wake up and we're in the same position. Right. It is a weird feeling of both constant and never 
Yeah. Like it is without pause and it is also all pause. Mm. And I had a lot of, uh, although I do think it was on Saturday, wasn't it, that we recorded? Yeah, we recorded uh, bonus content. And it was one of my favorite bonus episodes ever. It was just a real delight. Are you talking about the Friends or Dark Friends that we released this past Sunday? Or are you talking Dan and Maureen talk about shipping things, which is coming out this coming Sunday? Because Maureen, that was my favorite thing I've ever <laughs> recorded. You know, it was both. I did enjoy Friends or Dark Friends a lot. Yeah, it was good. I was chomping at the bit to get to. You really were. We couldn't even excited. introduce it. You kept being like, okay, all right. I was excited. Uh, well, that's good. You know, I think the thing is that feeling of like, well, this has gone on a long time. I would say last week, which was, I believe, week seven, end of week seven for me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like last week was actually one of my best, if not the best weeks that I had in all of this, just like felt good, felt like I had traction and just was doing a lot of things well and some adjustments to schedules that we'd made had really started to kind of, you know, come together. And then I feel like this week has taken a dramatic turn in that capacity. Not, not only do I feel not well, but I just feel sort of listless and lost. And I remember a few weeks ago talking to a friend who was like, I'm having a really hard time right now. And it's like, all of this is just one giant roller coaster. You know, like you are going to have ups, you're going to have downs. It's it, that is what this is. So yeah, that sense of like, Oh, this has been long. Like, yeah. Yeah, it has. That's okay. It's okay to feel like that. And I don't I don't even know what it was I was thinking about. Like it wasn't like I really want to go somewhere. It was all right. No, she's just settled down. Did you hear that big sigh? I didn't. That's that that's the big content. Now I'm tired and I'm gonna go to sleep, sigh. No. Because Dan, after she gets her nice long walk. To convince her to lay down and sleep in my office, I assembled in this giant, I, I want to describe this to you because I think it will relax you. So there's a sofa in my office. I'm very lucky down. I have a whole office, big office. Then I have a, there's this like faux fur blanket. We got this a long time ago when, when Oscar lived in England. So it's this faux fur blanket on top of which, so I pile that up into a big fluffy pile. Yeah, it's big. And then on top of that, I put another blanket. It's like a really soft, fleecy blanket, which I squish into another pile on top of that. <laughs> so it's this big pile of fake fur blanket with another pile of fleecy fur. It's just this big nooky pile of softness. And that is all fluffy and, and ready for her. And it's got a little, I kind of scoop out the middle. I push it so it has a little dish kind of in the middle that she can curl up in. Don't you wish someone did that for you, Dan? Man, that's living. That is living right there. I know. She gets taken that... for a walk and then sleeps in a big pile of blankets. Oh, man, that sounds comfy. I would like to do that. That's what I That's what I need to do. I need to just curl into a big, giant, floofy pile of blankets and take a little nap. Probably wake up feeling 100% better, but... Instead, Maureen Johnson, 
I'm here with you. And says Whovians, we're here together. Another week. Maureen Johnson, you had you had a bit of an interesting week. I had a weird week, Dan. A really weird week. Um well, what happened was my mother ordered some flowers from a local mm-hmm. roadside garden store, like a local neighborhood family-owned garden store. She ordered a couple yeah. flats of begonias or something, like oh, some okay. pansies or something. And over the she's like, I'd like to get them, you know, she got the deli- got them delivered. And she just mentioned in passing, she's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I promised my daughter, you know, we, we, we promised I wouldn't, we wouldn't go out. So, you know, I can't come to the store. So when they delivered her the flowers, the guy came, who was like her age, I mean, like 70. Yeah. He comes with the flowers. He sets them down and he says, I have something else for you. And she's like, what? And she go, he goes back to his car and then he brings a bag of like, hot meals and then he goes back to the truck again and brings several bags of groceries out like not one but a couple and she just looks and she's like what why are you giving me this food and he said well when you said on the phone that you weren't going out we were just worried that you didn't have anything you know any anything to eat so i just stopped and i got you a couple of things and the hot food came from like a local businessman who's been providing hot meals. So he stopped okay. and he picked up the hot meals and then he went to the grocery store and bought her a bag oh of like God. things like boxes of mac and cheese, um, mashed potatoes, ramen soup, like all kinds of wow. stuff stable. Yeah. Like several days worth of meals. That um, is incredible. So my mom was just flabbergasted because she's like, we have food. Like you didn't have to do this. He's like, I know, but She's like, can I pay you? And he's like, no. So then she called the store and was like, please, like, this was so generous. Can I pay you? And they're like, no. So she called me because she was speechless. Yeah. I mean, speechless. So I was like, that's a nice story. So I tweeted it. Yeah. So here's a nice story. You'll like it. It was a nice story. I saw it's those It's a tweets. nice story. Well, Dan. That story had legs. It <laughs> went bonkers. Yeah. It went totally viral. It it absolutely just started. All of a sudden, I started. I just everything blew up on my feed. It's one of those things where you start to see the number of retweets and all the like, uh, like Jake Tapper retweets it. Oh, my yeah. personal favorite. Mark Wahlberg retweets it with a sure. comment about how much he, I was like, what is happening? These go. things happen occasionally, but I was like, here we go. Then I go in my inbox, which has started to blow up. Yeah. First in touch is Fox News. Hello. And I don't know. It was one of their like weekend programs or something. I don't even remember which one it was, but they were like, we want to do an on camera piece with you. This Fox weekend. I don't know. Angry blonde woman show that they do i don't know and i was like nope so yeah i got a lot of press requests and interview requests and uh then um yeah so it was on cbs and nbc local or abc locally and then it was like i don't know it's 
it was on the Daily Mail. It was on like it just started to go around and around and around. I got another one today. So um, my mother went viral. Yeah. And um, which is like it, it's fine. I think the the owners of the store, to their credit, they're like, we didn't really you know, we didn't really do this for publicity. Like we were just trying to do a nice thing. And they like had the nicest response. Like, well, if this, you know, prompts people to do something good and support a local business, then it's great. Um, I, I do have a feeling they're Trumpy people, but that doesn't matter. Right. Um, like what's nice about this is that that does not matter right now. Right. Like, they're they're was, helping. Yeah. And so we're totally on the same page. And it was, I was like, anybody who helps my parents, like this is, you know, just, it's just a local store trying to survive and they don't, it's not like a fancy place. It's literally a roadside gravel parking lot with racks of plants and flowers yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know, um, it was good, but it was, it was one of those things, Dan, where I feel like my time has been like, I'm, it's getting, I, I feel like you, it, for different reasons, like we're just trying to eke everything out of every minute. Like, how yeah. could we be this locked in and have this much to do? And it's because we suddenly have to do, I feel like a homesteader, Dan. I do like, <laughs> every day I do a little bit of like laundry in the tub. Yeah. And then, you know, count the beans. And I, you know, like all this, like I bleach everything, count, you know, do the food inventory, do the, you know, it's, it's constant. Yeah, I feel like I run a weird little farm, like I'm in Stardew, but in my house. Oh, definitely. I mean, I now have a routine where I wake up, I sew masks, then I take the morning shift on preschool, then it's lunch, and then I do my work work. And it's, you know, and then, then comes dinner, and then we put the the preschooler to bed, and then I sew more masks. It's just like... This is what we do now. And how is preschool? It's going okay. I We had to do some schedule shuffling, uh, I would say maybe two weeks ago now, um, because we had not done a very good job of sort of designating tasks, like sharing sharing the weight between Janice and I. So it sort of boiled down to we would both be doing everything until I had to jump out and do work. And it would just, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like we, it, it kind of resulted in nobody feeling like they had any time for themselves and no time to actually get anything done. And you always kind of felt guilty that you weren't doing this thing with the other person because they were having to do it. And uh, so we now have, have shifted up. So I, like I said, I take the morning school shift. And she takes the afternoon school shift and it has dr dramatically changed everything. She does. She goes for a run on the treadmill in the morning. Now she's running five miles a day. Wow. Yeah. Five days a week, 25 miles a week, which is wild. Um, but, you know, we're going we're doing good. It being a four year old is hard generally. And being a four year old in this, I think, is is hard because you don't quite understand anything every now and then he will kind of out of nowhere say when is the sickness going to be over and it's like oof, 
You know, like it won't it won't be part of the conversation. It will just be like he'll kind of fade off. Often it'll be he's 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 his brain is growing in leaps and bounds, actually, which is very wonderful to see. Like he has gone from sort of reading to just like an amazing reader. He is now super interested in dates and he checks the calendar every day. And it's often when he checks the calendar that he will uh, ask about when the sickness will be over. But um, but yeah, you know, he's doing good. He's doing good. It uh, We had a couple nice days this weekend, which was great because we were able to get outside um, for an extended period of time instead of what it has been, which is kind of like put coats on and go stand in a wet yard for a little bit. Um, that seemed to help a lot. But you know, preschool is preschool. I mean, it it isn't really school, but we have activities that we do. And and uh, like I said, he's learning. He's learning an incredible amount. And the teenager? good he's got i think about three weeks left in school before then it's summer break which i don't quite don't quite know the difference there but uh but yeah his his school i have to commend them they have um they have taken on the mantle of do no harm uh, and so they have ratcheted back the kind of stress on students a lot, which I think is really, really good because it is it is a stressful time. They are by no means trying to replicate a full length school day every day and all of that sort of thing. You know, he's able to kind of do work at his own pace and there are occasional uh, synchronous moments that they're all together Um but by and large, it is it is self-directed and he's able to wrap it up very quickly and now is deeply enmeshed in a, his own learning project where he is teaching himself a programming game programming language and and uh, process and uh, unity. And I'll ask uh, Oscar about it. Yeah. Unity and then the, the C sharp programming language, which is associated with it. And it is like hours a day now on it is amazing like it is actually pretty incredible to watch someone just just go whole hog into something and just leaps and bounds of progress every single day and it's one of those things where it's like huh you wouldn't he had he had taken a game programming class and in high school that got kind of you know shit canned halfway through because they couldn't they couldn't really do it remote because it required machines that were there. And I dug up an old laptop and was like, well, you can install on here. And uh, he's just run with it. Like, it's amazing to watch. I, I, I asked myself this a lot. And I wonder about it, like what I would have. I think, yeah, I definitely would have gotten into. I imagine I would have tried to write a book. Um, that would be my best guess. Uh like when you were, if you were in high school during yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, I I have thought about that. And I think to me, like, I remember it was my junior year. Uh, a girlfriend's family had an old Macintosh computer that they were getting rid of. Like it was like one of those ones that still looked like a box, even though the box ones had gone like it was ancient, still ran on floppy disks and all of that. And I was like, I'll take it. And like, I would just spend hours every night, like trying to make it work. And uh, I do, I do think I would have been like that uh, during all of this, or I would hope that I would have been like that. I would have not engaged my family much. <laughs> oh, no. That's for sure. No, no, no. 
Absolutely <laughs> anything, not. Anything that I could find to, to not uh, would, be, would be what I'm doing. Uh, but, you know, we're surviving. Stomach stomach issues uh, aside, this week I I feel like I failed the family. This week I did I did a poor job of our grocery delivery, and so we are getting we're getting very creative in our meals because we we have to make it to Saturday when we are actually doing a contactless grocery pickup. But uh, yeah, we're we're figuring it out. We had we had homemade Taco Bell style bean and cheese burritos last Ooh. night. Complete with making the tortillas ourselves. I love. Oh, that's. I've been planning on getting a tortilla press. That's my. We just ordered one. I mean, you can make them just rolling it out. But um, yeah, we made flour tortillas like a week or two ago. They were so easy and really yeah, good. And it's supposed then to be really easy. And like, I was like, I should be doing this. It uses a lot of flour. Like it's like four cups of flour for like sixteen tortillas or something. But um. But, oh, man, it was good. And I have to say, like, we had one can of refried beans and some shredded cheddar cheese and a little bit of hot sauce. And it was like, this tastes exactly like Taco Bell. It was awesome. It was like, it's like, uh, it was an exact replica, painstakingly made of a Taco Bell bean and cheese burrito. Dan, I got overly ambitious yesterday. I had what I thought was a very clever plan where... I often, you know, batch cooking is a good idea. You make a couple, you you get everything going at once and then you shelve it. And you're like, okay, now I have this meal made for the next day and I've prepped this and I've done this. And Dan, I was like, I'll just make this thing because it's tasty and it, we can have it later this week and it'll be great. And what I made, Dan, was eggplant rollatini, which is actually one of the most time consuming. Do you want to see your time go down a black hole? Make some eggplant rollatini. What because, does that even mean? What is involved? All right. First, you you prep your egg. It's easy. You know, you slice up your eggplant, you salt it, and you put it on a on a rack, you know, to drain out. So you have to prep all your eggplant slices. So two eggplants, draining and prepping and rinsing. Okay, done all that. Then you have to make like a, I made it with a vegan wash. So it's like a cornstarch wash and then a bread breadcrumb thing. And then you have to heat up the pan and like kind of quickly pan fry all the pieces up. Um, but you can only do them two pieces at a time. So that means like 10 different pan loads where you're like, you watch them, you watch them, you flip them, you take it out, you do the next one, you do the next one. So then you're like, then I've done all of this. I've Meanwhile, I've also cooked all like the veggies and the stuff for tonight. And I, I'm getting... Then like then it's like assembling it, you know, the rollatine, like the, you put the ricotta cheese in the middle. And basically you put in tomato sauce, then you make these little rolls with eggplant with the ricotta cheese mix in the middle. And then, you know, you put them in a pan and then you bake it all up. So it's it's sort of like eggplant parmesan, but not as heavy. Okay. It's not like, you know, you know how eggplant parmesan is like. That's do you would you like things that are just fried and covered in cheese? Yeah, um, totally. I mean, delicious, but uh, Dan, I ended up by the time that I'd done all of that and I was also grocery getting day, collecting, sorting, then on the cleanup on the other end and the bleach downs and the uh, was it what? Five hours I spent in the kitchen. Wow. Five and a, I, 
I was so tired because I was supposed to do my writing at the end of the day. I was going to do another sit down and another writing. And I just sat down at like 1030 and couldn't even move. I bet. That was a long time. I tend to end up doing these things that are a lot more elaborate and tight. Like I suddenly find I've been sucked into the kitchen and I'm still there four hours later. Like, well, what did I do this time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... The good news is I'm not cooking today. Oh, there you go. I also don't have any very much appetite. I keep forgetting to eat. And when I went out to walk the dog on Saturday, part of the reason it got derailed was I was fine. I was busy all day, but I didn't eat anything because it just kind of didn't occur to me. Yeah. Because I was busy. And then I went to walk the dog and I almost fainted. I went outside and it was hot and I hadn't eaten anything. And all of a sudden, like, and then my body just kind of went off. And I was like, "Uh oh, and I was on the phone with like, there was a problem with my family and I'm talking on the phone. I'm outside. It's hot. I haven't eaten. And my body went guess what? You're going down. And I was like, oh, no. And I had the dog, so I had to like hurry home, and I was shaking. I was just... Oh, when you, God. When your blood sugar dropped, you're just dripping with sweat, yeah. and I was, oh, I was shaking, and I was like, oh. So then I just kind of felt a little off-kilter the rest of the day. Well, yeah, I, I would say so. I went in, and I drank some orange juice, and I pounded some uh, chocolate chip cookies, you know, good, uh, that I'd made. And... uh but I was a little off. I, after that, I just the day itself was great. But after that, I felt off. Yeah, I bet. I, we're not. Do you like how we're not talking about anything news newsy? Yeah. Well, I have I have a story to tell you, Maureen. If you want to go in that direction, I I, I do have a story to tell. Well, I mean, do you feel it's necessary? Yeah, sure. It's what people are people are here for, right? Well, I suppose they are. All right, go yeah. ahead. So, Maureen Johnson, last week, we took a little dive into who has taken your drugs. If you Could you quickly catch listeners up on the saga of you and your drugs? I take Plaquenil. It's a hydroquinolone, which was the drug that... Uh, Trump was like, everybody take this drug. And yeah. what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Everybody takes this drug. It, it cures coronavirus. And um, there was no evidence of that, really. But he decided to tell everyone to do it. And when he did that, a bunch of doctors, I guess, went out and prescribed it. Anyway, yeah. there was a run on it. And suddenly there was none. And I take it, I have taken it for years, every day, twice a day. It's sort of what, it's one of the things that keeps my condition under control and kind of keeps me powered. Yeah. It's literally kind of at one point the thing that was keeping the real crushing fatigue at bay. So suddenly there was no, there were just no meds, which is why I was standing in Walgreens with my mask on, listening to the Friends theme, looking at a jar that had nine pills in it when I needed 60. Yeah. That's where we're at. So perfect. So we have been one of the true mysteries of hydrochloroquine is who got in Donald Trump's ear even to tell him that this was a thing. And for that matter, who has been in the ear of many conservative 
pundits and people like Rudy Giuliani and all of that. Last week, we learned about the impossibly named Joe Pizza and his wife, Lauren Pizza. Mm. Joe is a Mar- Joe and Lauren are Mar-a-Lago members. Joe is a former rock musician and producer, Broadway producer turned pharmaceutical broker um, as a possible source for this. But this week, Maureen, in the grand search for who took your drugs, I like a new challenger has entered. Oh, and this is a new challenger who is actually an old face from the collection of weirdos that wander in and out of Trump's orbit. I want to talk about Jerome Corsi. All right. I remember him. Right. So you're like, oh, that name sounds familiar. I want to just quickly bring everyone up to speed on who Jerome Corsi is, since it's been a while since his particular brand of nutty has come across the transom here. So the first thing that you should know about Jerome Corsi is that he has an entire subsection on his Wikipedia entry titled Writings and Conspiracy Theories. So that seems great. Uh, He is the co-author of the book Unfit for Command, Swift Boat Veterans Speak Out Against John uh, John Kerry, which was one of the kind of early prototypes of uh, running for president by turning people's strengths into weaknesses uh, when they took the fact that John Kerry, who was a Vietnam veteran, decorated Purple Heart Vietnam veteran, uh, running against George W. Bush when the Iraq war had gone real south. And they basically used his Vietnam experience to prove that he hates America somehow. And Jerome Corsi was one of those people. Um, He was a birther and wrote a whole book about how uh, Barack Obama was from Kenya. So that's great, too. Uh, And of course, naturally, he is friends with Roger Stone. And which brings us to Donald Trump. Uh, Jerome Corsi was one of Stone's connections to WikiLeaks, uh, acting as a go between between uh, Stone and Julian Assange. Now. All of this feels like I'm telling a story from another lifetime because all of this feels like eons ago. But these are people that we used to talk about all the time, Maureen. Uh, Before we talked about bleaching our counters and counting our beans. Uh, So so he was uh, he was part and parcel there with Roger Stone helping WikiLeaks to uh, dump their DNC files and all of that. And he stayed in this circle until the Mueller investigation when he offered testimony against Roger Stone. Um, In fact, he ended up suing Stone uh, because Stone was basically threatening him uh, for talking with the Mueller investigators. He sued Stone for, quote, intentional infliction of emotional distress and coercion and threats that are intended to try uh, to cause plaintiff Corsi to have heart attacks and strokes in order that the plaintiff uh, will be unable to testify at Stone's criminal trial. Um, Corsi was not the best witness in the world. One of Mueller's investigators uh, quoted his lawyer who said that 
sometimes he can't tell if Corsi remembers or invents facts, which seems okay. great. Anyway, all that to get back to your drugs. So last week, uh, the Washington Post reported that, federal, quote, federal prosecutors are examining the communications of a New York family doctor whose work has been discussed on Fox News and who has been in touch with the White House to tout an anti-malarial as a treatment for the novel coronavirus, according to people contacted as part of the inquiry. That doctor is a guy named Vladimir Zev Zelenko who is also one of Rudy Giuliani's big connections to hydrochloroquine. Um, so what does this have to do with Jerome Corsi? Quote, the examination of Zev's records began when an associate conservative commentator, Jerome Corsi, accidentally sent an email intended for Zelenko to another Z name in his address book federal prosecutor Aaron Zelensky, who was a member of special counsel Robert Mueller's team. Okay. Corsi said that Zelensky responded to the unexpected email by reaching out to Corsi's lawyer and requesting all of Corsi's communications with Zelenko. And this, he was writing Zelenko because apparently he and Zelenko are, quote, collaborating on a website designed to connect people with doctors. Uh, what? These aren't bright guys, Maureen. And things got out of hand. I needed to drink water, Dan, because... I... Can you imagine... The series of life choices that you would have had to have made to instead of emailing the potentially quack doctor about a non-helpful anti-malarial cure that you are somehow in the mix with. Instead, you email a federal prosecutor. Dan, I think that. One thing that this has done is because it's so big and all consuming, we the the Trump thing is like the Trump thing, the thing of Trump, 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 just the the thingness of Trump, the Trump that he exists and says words and is still out there. It it feels a little bit like shouting at the moon, like it just doesn't seem to mean anything anymore. It's just like yeah, you know, he's given news conferences at the Lincoln Memorial. He's you know, today. So I, I, you did, I did mention this to you, Dan. And yes, we do have to talk about it just for a second. Kellyanne and George, once oh. again, are trying to drag us into their weird, their weird games. Their weird sex games. Do I need to look up the tweet? I do. Because. George, we have to do it. It's a George Conway. We have to do it. This is a job. This is our job. God damn. All right, let's look. Let's see here. All right, let's look here. All right. George Conway, Twitter. And they're still married. Like, we don't think there's any, they're not separated. They're not, 
They're not I, like they... there is no reporting whatsoever that says they are not still in cohabitation together, happily or no. Okay. So I'm just trying to scroll to get to where actually I sent it to you. That's the easiest way to get it. <laughs> there it is. All right. So he made he collaborated to make this video called Morning in America. Spelled a, with a morning like a funeral morning. Yeah, and it's a it's a of like a commercial that's like here are all the terrible things that have happened since you know Trump has been in office. It's morning, you know, we're, we're morning in America. So I guess Trump didn't like it. It aired on they they bought commercial airtime on Fox News. So Trump saw it. I like that I I made you have to say that and admit that and uh Yeah, I know. I like that. I don't. I I do. I don't know where I I don't know how to feel anymore, Dan. I don't know how to feel. I'm looking up this tweet. Why can't I even find his dumb tweet about this? Did he take it it's down? All for the best. He didn't take it down. He probably right. just has retweeted 7,000 things since this morning and now. Let's see. May 4th. May 4th. You're going to make me fucking search for this I, thing, aren't you? God damn I it. I can't find it, Jen. I'm hopeless. I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. I don't know how to find tweets. Well, all, all a person needs to do is do a search for Trump Conway Moonface. <laughs> made me do this i did god damn it. that's most of the fun dan a group of rhino republicans who failed badly 12 years ago then again eight years ago and then got badly beaten by me a political first timer four years ago have copied no imagination the concept of an ad from ronald reagan morning in america doing every so, uh, i just need to point out this he does not understand parody or sarcasm at all does he Okay. Doing any everything possible to get even for all of their many failures. You see, these loser types don't care about 252 new federal judges, two great Supreme Court justices, a rebuilt military, a protected Second Amendment, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, and much more. I didn't use any of them because they didn't know how to win, and their so-called Lincoln Project is a disgrace to honest Abe. I don't know what Kellyanne did to her deranged loser of a husband, Moonface, but it must have been really bad. John Weaver lost big for Kasich to me. Crazed Rick Wilson lost for Evan McMuffin McMullen to me. Steve Schmidt and Reed Gavin lost for John McCain, Romney's campaign manager, question mark, lost big to O. Jennifer Horn got thrown out of New Hampshire Republican Party. They're all losers, but Abe Lincoln, Republican, is all smiles. Thanks, Maureen. Glad See, I, I had to read that. Yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't want to, but it was really nice that you did. Moonface. Yeah, so there's Moonface, and it's also the fabulous misogyny of what did his stupid broad wife do to him? Hey, right. what's your wife doing to you? Hey, so there's that. But Thanks. then he responds this morning. And to what I have to admit... <sighs> 
Here we go. George Conway. He tweets, dear, and he has a screenshot of a text conversation. Dear Mr. President, my friend Windsor man who gave me the idea that we do morning in America, not morning ad, is sad that you didn't rage tweet at him. Could you take a moment of your busy day of abject self-pity to attack him? Many thanks, your friend Moonface. It's pretty funny. I don't like that I'm interested. Uh, that I, I don't, I don't like, like it, Dan. I don't but like it's him. funny. That's pretty funny. I'm not gonna, I don't I'm hate not that. Give him credit. That's pretty funny. I just don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like no, that I, I have don't to like, think about him. I don't like it either, Dan. But every once in a while, you're like, all right, that's pretty funny. I don't like that he and Kellyanne are drawing all of us into their weird sex games. I guess what's okay about this one is that instead of just like he's he's just needling at Trump, I don't feel like he's needling us. Maybe I don't know because he thinks now he feels like we think he's a hero. Mm. So he's he's getting those like you know dang this dude dunked on Trump retweets. Mm-hmm. And he's gross. getting the, then he's getting that gross sex at home for it. Oh, Dan, why did you have to say that? Well, just saying. More than one dunking happening is all I'm saying. God damn it, Dan! How dare Dan? How this is your dare fault. You? This is your oh, fault, Maureen Johnson. Fault? Oh, it's I my didn't fault? even put these two in the fucking notes. I know. It's a big omission. You dragged it up, and now you can't deal with the fact that we have fucking Kellyanne and Moonface fucking in front of us. I like it. Oh, God damn it. Hi, it's me. How you doing? <sighs> Amy Carter Shoe, we haven't heard from you in quite a while. I've been here. You've been here. Right. I don't know where th- I don't I don't know where this is going. I don't like where this is going. Ah, you're gonna like it. Uh, I don't think I am. Ah, you were talking about dirty things. That's why I can't. <laughs> God damn it! I don't want to. I like what they're up I, to. I don't. I, do. I don't like what they're up to. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> God, this is like a nightmare. It's a fun game. It's not. I played a game. Not- Oh, God. You know who likes game? Who? My man, Joe. Oh. He likes swimming. Oh, boy. That's right. I don't... I don't know. Hey, Dan, guess what? 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 Elections Elections in November. Oh, God. It's five months away. No, it's not five months. Well, okay, six. Okay, but not even is it it's just under oh my god that's right oh my god let's look at the calendar and see uh looks like it's gonna be the third so just under six months then oh my god amy carter's shoe oh for joe oh boy oh for my man joe and then Uh, we play the games with the kellyanne and the george It's dirty. Uh, oh God. I don't I don't want any of this in my head. None Hi. of it. Oh Dan. I want oh that put something else in your head. Are you ready? I'm gonna put something else in your head. I'm gonna okay. read you a headline from CBS News that you can oh, see this good. headline in many places. Yeah. Are you ready, Dan? I don't know. Dan, are you ready? 
Um, sure. Oh, all right. Carnival to resume some cruises on August 1st. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, Maureen, the thing that is truly remarkable about this moment in time is everything. Dan, I know someone, uh, a friend of mine, he listened to this a little, Sean, if you're out there, he tweeted something today that I thought was a great idea. Make them yeah. have the RNC on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it it would be a lot easier, I would think, for them if they were doing that business in international waters generally. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it. I mean, as far as we know, the RNC is continuing to be planned as an in-person thousands of people event. Right. I know that the DNC has suspended and is moving toward a virtual uh, thing, but the RNC, the Republican National Convention, I I believe, is still moving forward. Fabulous. Carnival Cruise Line is already planning mm. to set sail, even as a federal order bars the crew on some of its ships from disembarking in the U.S. The embattled cruise, the, the embattled cruise operator said Monday it will resume service. On its North American lines on August 1st. Starting August 1st, a total of eight carnival ships will operate from three Jesus. U.S. cities. Eight? Yep. Three U.S. cities. Galveston, Texas, Miami, and Port Canaveral. And they will make stops in the Bahamas, Cayman Islands, Jamaica, and Mexico, among other places. There is no way that is happening. Uh, and then all the other cruises right now are canceled through August 31st. Oh, phew. But uh, they will well, start. Everything will be fine September 1st, so we're good. So they will start cruising again. Carnival is also the the Pacific Princess, right? The boat that is the love boat boat. Possibly, yeah. I believe it's Carnival Princess Cruise Lines. I think there was a, I think there was a uh, merger at some point. Okay, Maureen Johnson. I have a business proposition for us okay we need to write and pitch a reboot of the love boat that takes place on that boat on the corona boat (laughs) to on a on on a on a newly disembarked or embarked cruise come august 1st (gasps) filled with people looking for love and viruses yes the love Did boat. Did they get stuck at sea or not? I mean, they, they, I think they would, right? Like the very first port they aren't going to be allowed into. So they're just going to just be set adrift. It's so nice to bring the, oh, those islands, just so good to just bring them virus riddled assholes. Yeah. Absolutely. Is Sharo still alive? Yeah. She would get cast. She's great. We have to protect Charo at all costs. Yeah. Charo. Yeah. I just, I can't hear the love boat and not think hoochie coochie coochie, Captain Steubing. Dan, when would you? The very first thing that goes in my head. When would you get on a plane again? So that is a thing. We were just discussing that here because, you know, we, 
we have reached that point where it's like, it would be really nice to go to Disney, but, and I still maintain that when Disney opens, I have a, I have a relative amount of faith in whatever the fucking processes they're putting in place because they are not going to dick around with that. But the getting on an airplane and flying to Orlando, Florida, getting off that airplane, going through an airport to get there. I don't know when that happens. Yeah, I mean, Oscar's family lives in England, so we go over it. I go at least once. He goes at least twice. And right now, I mean, we were supposed to go in July. And right now, our most ambitious, optimistic scenario is like October. No, December. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we really don't know. Who can think that far ahead? Yeah, now? I mean, we really don't know when we can go. I mean, I've been getting emails left and right from like United and shit explaining all their processes to me, including finally boarding airplanes from the back to the front, which everyone insisted could never happen, but now suddenly is able to be happening. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we just, it is so, it is impossible to know anything that far ahead. Like how far it might as well be a billion years. Also, because we are, the other thing that's obviously been happening this week was an armed takeover of a, a state government sort of. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the weird new dividing line seems to be whether or not you should even wear masks. Or, well, that's this week's dividing line. But Laura Ingram on Fox last night did a whole thing about how six feet from each other is bullshit. Really? Is that where we're going now? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's where we're going next. So we have these assholes that are theoretically protesting stay at home orders. But now that some of those orders are being lifted, even though every single person involved in any level of science says we are nowhere near the point that we should be doing that as a country. Uh, now they are, they are saying they don't want to wear masks. Soon they'll be saying they don't want to be six feet from each other. It's not good. Well, we are literally just as we started to record the New York Times went live with. And this is the headline. The White House is considering winding down the coronavirus task force in the coming weeks. We have it. The country hasn't hit peak yet. Oh, no, so, no, no, we have not. It's not good, Maureen. That shit is not good. But says Uvians, stay inside if you can. Mask up. Did you just say that was my that was my hand farting? In case anyone thought that was me just letting one rip. Yeah, we know. I put my hands together and they made a fart sound. We know you sound. don't feel can well. You, it's can it's can you hear right. that? I just I just don't want. Can you hear that? No. Well, now you're really you're really uh, calling maybe. attention to. I can't make it happen now. What if I lick my palm? Nope. All right. That was a compelling. That was compelling audio for a moment there. 
Stay inside if you can. Masks, gloves, Sazuvians, we want you to be safe. But then we're going to, we got to bring it back up. All right. Bring it up. I did the whole fart hand thing. <laughs> did you hear it? Did you hear it that this, time? That was your attempt? I just think my mic is not attuned <laughs> to fart hands. <laughs> the other day, just for fun, for uh, for entertainment, I decided to call Oscar Winston T. Fartbottom all day. How'd that go? Right. Seems like he would have loved Some it. days I just call him Phil Collins. That's funnier. Oh, sure. That came about the first day I was given my one medic my one neurological medication. The very first time I took it, it made me kind of high. And I was walking across the lawn and I started sideways walking like a crab and laughing and pointing at him and going, Phil Collins. And it's I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing or crab walking and calling him Phil Collins. Like it just made me laugh so hard I could barely stand up. And I just keep, kept referring to him as Phil Collins, and I, it just brings me utter delight because he's like, what does that even mean? And I was like, Phil Collins, and that's all I'll say is just Phil Collins. What do you think Phil Collins is doing right now? Drumming. How come we haven't had drums? How come we haven't gotten him as a voice? <laughs> I met his ex-wife once. What? How? My friend Cassie had a big movie, and his daughter, Lily, was in the movie. And his, that's the, it's his ex-wife, is Lily's mom. She's like the president of the Beverly Hills Women's Association or something. Sure. It, it, that goes about how you would expect it to go. I got to see Hollywood people doing Hollywood things. And it really was you like sure people did. lunching and, yeah. Dan, what are we even talking about? How long have we been inside? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. A long time. 50 some odd days. <laughs> Says who is made possible by, by you. Phil Collins. Through your support of our... Remember? Well, at one point, that was. one point, we said that that was what it was. Maybe he's back. Maybe our sponsor, Phil Collins, is back. Says who is made possible by Phil Collins and you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Remember, as if once a week isn't enough, all through quarantine, Town Watch supporters, that is $5 a month and up at our Patreon, get another bonus episode of Says Who up right now is this past Sunday where you and I play Friends or Dark Friends, everyone's favorite new game this coming sunday is a thrilling episode where you are tracking a pen that is being shipped to you and we talk about shipping and i get to talk about uh, containers and stevedore strikes and uh it's good it's good i love shipping I'm a very exciting person get your says who merch including Says Who logo shirts and mugs by popular demand at merch. That is M-E-R-C-H dot Says Who podcast dot com. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Uh, if only. Can you 
one, man. <laughs> Our logo is designed by Darth. And can I say, Maureen yes. Johnson, a a continued tradition that my family has upheld through all of quarantine from week one and on is to on Friday night to mark the end of the week and the start of the weekend. We get dressed up in nice clothes and we eat a nice meal together. And this week I made Darth's smoshed potatoes and they were really good. They They were really, really, really good. Really good. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I've been saying this uh, since the start of this whole quarantine, but I will continue to say it podcasts are seeing a reduction in listeners because nobody is commuting and nobody is going to gyms and nobody is doing those things that they normally do when they listen to podcasts. And so one of the things that you can do if there is a podcast that you love, maybe it's this one, maybe it's another one that you can do to help support that podcast during this time is to write a review because it definitely absolutely helps. So please do that. And you can join us next Wednesday. May 13th for our next episode. With Phil Collins as our special guest. Oh, man. I was obsessed with Phil Collins when I was in like seventh grade. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. That surprises me. He's just such a punk guy. Not in seventh grade. Seventh grade, I was a very, very awkward kid with no friends and Phil Collins records. There's nothing wrong with that. I live with. I, no, there sure isn't. I mean, can't see. He used to drum, drum. That's why I keep making that noise. Everybody is. He was a drummer. It was a, it was a drum thing I was doing. I, I think most people know the drum fill from in the air tonight. Yeah. And if they don't, well, you have a real fun treat. Listening afternoon for you. Listen to that little drum noise. (sighs) From my basement in Chicago, I am dancing. From the sofa in my office where a dog peacefully sleeps next to me on a giant pile of soft blankets. She's out. She's out. Well, it sounds so comforting. And she's so happy. Like she's all cozed up in there and just. Oh, she's very cozy, Dan. Well, then you can say your name. Yeah. It's, then it's over. Yep. This is, this is and I'm Maureen Johnson. Well, that you started. I think, you know, Dan, I don't want it to end because we're stuck inside. And I like, I just, you know, we can, just, can we do a two hour episode today? No, no, I have so many things. So do I. I have but, so you know, many things today. Like, don't you like talking? I do. Yeah. I do like talking, Maureen, but there's always. So, uh, what, uh, what kids. 
Yeah. Was it a yep. kid's Christmas special with that song? There's always tomorrow. Do you hear my phone ringing? For dreams to come true. Was, I think that was the Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. I don't know if you can hear my special. phone ringing. I can't. But you could just say your name. And then you could go pick up that phone. It's Maybe it's important. It's hard to hear over the ring. Maybe it's Phil Collins, Maureen. Maybe it's Phil Gotta Collins. Go. I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been Says Who. Phil Collins. <laughs> I really did like him a lot when I was in seventh Please. grade. He was my only friend. <laughs> <laughs>